podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Many of us are fascinated with the ins and outs of trading and would love to know how we could get in on the money. However, it looks a bit difficult and daunting and some of the services provided to teach you, we don't trust them. We're not trying to get finesse out of our socks. However, have no fear because we have demo balling for you. They provide exclusive private subscription services for people interested in trading the Forex markets. That's for those who don't know, that's foreign currencies. You can make a quite a bit of money if you know what you're doing and Demo Balling are the perfect platform to help you with that. So for like stuff like order flow, technical analysis, market analysis, micro and macroeconomic fundamentals, live trading sessions, trading psychology. They all sound like Arabic to you, but trust me, it will make sense. So the best place to find out even more information is going to demoballing.com. So that's demo-ballin.com. Also check them out on Twitter, at demoballin, and on Insta, at, dem- at demoballin. And if you do um, contact them, let them know that I sent you so they can make me advertise for them all. So we, it's a win-win for all of us. Hello and welcome back to episode 27 of the Disnomics Podcast. This is the third part of the trilogy with Mina on the jobs market. The, f- the previous two, make sure you check them out. There's a lot of information. On the first one, we discussed pagan recruiters. Um, what else did we discuss, Mina? Um, and we discussed microaggressions at work, workplace beef. And why job boards are like Indeed and all that type of monster. And are trash. Are yeah. trash and useless. So check that out. And also, um, on the second one, we discussed pay rises, promotions, and negotiating your salary. Yeah. So for this one, we're going to do... CVs with a bit more depth and interviews and just things around like the job process. Yeah. So uh, Mina, so from okay, let's start with CVs because that's the initial point of contact when yeah. you see a CV. So what are the biggest mistakes that people make on their CVs? So you need to put a lot of effort into your CV because it's so frustrating when you have a really good CV but you have to keep doing applications. But you can always refer back to your CV. So for every job you apply for, if this is a different, if it's in a different industry, you want your CV to be slightly altered into that, mm. into that um, industry. Um, so I was looking at my CV yesterday from 2015. That's when I was last looking for work, I think. And um, the thing that people need to realize is with your CV, it needs to be clear, it needs to be attractive. Some of the tips I would say from when I was a recruiter is, I think the number one, not in a bad way, but if you've got an African name, yeah, first name, surname, you should put your nationality on your CV because we get loads of CVs and applications from people who are based in Africa and you wouldn't even know because they have a degree etc mm. only when you look at where they where they went to uni or where they worked if they put their location yeah so if you've got a long scent you know long name or your name's not english etc sometimes a, um, a recruiter might just skip you because they're just going to assume that you're not here mm. so i would always say just put your nationality on there just mm. after your name nationality british or leave to remain or whatever you have etc 
Um, the next thing would be your LinkedIn. If you've got a LinkedIn profile, you mm. need to kind of update that the way you update your CV. Mm. And um, put your LinkedIn name on your CV as well. Which is quite good. I find LinkedIn quite helpful. Well, I used to. Well, I've been using LinkedIn years and not like, but yeah. I've kind of given up on this job too. So. Well, I think when you're looking for work, LinkedIn is a, very, a good very, source. Yeah, it's a very good source. And you, can, and you can be headhunted from LinkedIn as well. So it's very good to update your LinkedIn. 100%. Um, we're going to talk about interviews a bit later, but one thing I find is if you're nervous about interviews, you should always look up the person on LinkedIn. And once you see what they look like, you can kind of, it'll make you a bit calm or mm. it'll kind of relax you a little bit. So back to CVs. Um, a lot of people don't put their personal profile, which is basically just a summary of you. Yeah, I took mine off. So your personal profile is really, really important. It's just supposed to be a summary of yourself. It has to be written in third person. Um, a lot of people don't, but I think it does sound better when written in third person. So mine would say, um, you know, Mina has over five years within recruitment in-house as well as agency. She was awarded top biller twice in her current role and is currently established within the healthcare recruitment industry. So that's just a little summary of me my a little achievement. Just trying to plug yourself on a load. You know, just let me. <laughs> <laughs> if you chop a job from yeah. this, we're eating up off your signing on. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, personal profile is important. It doesn't have to be too long. You don't need to drag it out. Um, but it's it's definitely an important. Okay, we say not to be too long. How many lines are you looking at? I would just say one paragraph. Okay, you know some paragraph like. A guy's paragraph with three lines and a girl's paragraph might be a whole page, so... Shouldn't not. So, like, no. five lines? Yeah, five okay. lines. Yeah. Because um, even though I mention things like my achievements, I need to have a section in my CV that will outline, outline my achievements. Okay, cool. And your experience is going to be in your work experience, but yeah. you're just kind of giving a little summary to kind of keep the person reading. Intrigued. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, the next thing that you should have on your CV is a segment titled achievements a lot of people don't understand that i can have 10 cvs of 10 people who both have five years experience they everyone has got a first class how do i decide which ones i shortlist for interview it's based on your achievements if you've put there what you've achieved within those years that separates you from the competition Mm. so a lot of people don't do that they just put their work experience but if you're putting your achievements out there, that's you selling yourself a mm. lot better. Can I ask, when you say achievements, what exactly are you supposed to put? Like your work achievements, things that you've achieved during your work yeah. lifetime. Because obviously some people might be random and talk about some of the things they do outside of work. It has to be relevant. Really? If you've done something outside of work that's got nothing to do with the job you're applying for, don't put it there. Okay. Put it under your hobbies and interests. Mm. Okay, cool. But your achievements at work, so mine was like awarded top biller. Um, if I, you know, managed to get loads of contracts for my employer, that will be under achievement and I can put the amount. So I wrote on my old CV that I increased my client base by 40% within the first three months. That's an achievement. Mm. So you don't need to wait for your employer to tell you whether it's, you know what you're doing, you know how you're working. If you're doing something that makes you different from someone else, yeah. write it as your what achievement. About, okay, what about stuff for less bullet say, points? Obviously not everybody works in industries where there's clear um, um, KPIs, yeah, so like, oh, when you've got targets. Mm. So what about stuff like, let's say um, you're a member of staff on a project 
and then the project was delivered on time, you would play the instrumental role. Is there a way you yeah. could finesse that? And to, yeah, yeah, so you put that, yeah. you just told them um, the project, talk about the project, you put the project in there, that how you successfully helped to deliver this project. It doesn't mm. matter whether you were a project officer or a project manager, the project got delivered and you yeah. were a part of it. So you just put that on yeah. there. I always, I, always, I always tell people to, even if you're the housemate of the project, just to jazz it up. Because... Yeah, I was yeah, yourself up. Yeah, some people, I think they're too afraid to do that. But I'm like, do you want this job or exactly. not? Exactly. You need to put You have to others. sell yourself. Yeah. Be a hoe, sell it, get it. Oh my god. It's true though, it's true though. You have to, it's, like, it's, it's like Instagram. You won't go on Instagram and in a singlet, two stains on top. Like, you will go there in your best shirts, yeah, your yeah. best makeups, your best makeup. Show yourself your filter and just be like, I'm popping. Yeah, you need me. Okay. Um, so I want to ask you some questions on CVs. So, like, I've seen some really, really horrific CVs in my lifetime. I'm not to say my CVs pop or anything, but mm. some CVs are very bad. So, um, some things I would advise. You want to make your CV look tidy and presentable. Some people's CVs just look like a hot mess. Like there's varying fonts or varying sizes. You want everything to be clear and concise. Yeah. And also, um, I think that most of the people who say one page CV, I think that's kind of like an urban myth. Like I don't. Yeah, believe... that's for children. That's for like a seventeen-year-old. Yeah. Who has one job? If you've got <laughs> work experience, you need it. My CV's two pages, almost three. Mm long and i haven't updated it since 2015 and i've had like how many jobs since then You've had, uh, <laughs> like three oh, jobs yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes i do advise people one page but then i think some of the people who are coming to me are genuinely young going and yeah maybe have like retail experience yeah yeah, so yeah. yeah. So if it's like yeah. a graduate then i'd yeah. expect it to be maybe one or one yeah, and because, one. Okay. Or, yeah. you don't want to be two pages of waffle like where you're like yeah, yeah. when man was six man did paper round you're doing a paragraph like <laughs> yeah. i mean i would always say um I'll speak about education quickly because one thing that's important as well is um, put where you went to uni, where it was, um, the year you graduated, the full name of your degree um, and the grade. Some people don't put the grade and then I just assume you got a third or a 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. So you should put you got a 2-1 or a first class. Like When I got a first class, I was like, first class degree <laughs> in this so-and-so, you know? And then the date. Um, and then after that, you want to put your key skills. So things like team worker, leadership, everybody's a team worker, leadership, mm-hmm. interpersonal skills, communication. You can put that under key skills. Um, but you also want to put things like if you can do Excel and you can do spreadsheets like formulas, etc. you want to put that on your CV. You want to write, I can do formulas. You can write that you're intermediate or you're advanced in Excel. Mm-hmm. Um, and also if you've got specific systems that you use like oracle or things like that Mm. write that down there because one thing that is key is when you are going to apply for a job and you already know how to use the system that's in place that is so key because that means they don't they're not going to need to retrain you and even even from like a recruiter um, perspective like when i've had my cvs at certain agencies if a job comes up, let's say for example, I've used Elite, I've used Elite Free Enterprise. Mm-hmm. That's like a legal accounting system. Mm-hmm. If they know the job is Elite Enterprise, they will shut me because they know. Okay, boom, this person's got Elite experience. Yeah. If you don't put it on your CV they and you have that experience, they won't be able to shortlist you like that. So okay. yeah, yeah. Also, and also things like if you're applying for a job, yeah, and you're like, I don't do this myself, but I'm a bit lucky. I've been a bit fluky, but this is the best thing to do. You look at the job description and you wonder 
like make your CV reflect that job description. So if that job description says yeah. stuff like managing your own workload, you might want to put that in. Or if that mm. job description say being able to um, to be able to lead or have good Excel skills, trying to say, okay, boom, I've got good Excel skills in my CV. Because yeah. you've got number one people looking at CVs, especially in, in this economy, in this London, they're going to be looking at hundreds of CVs at some yeah. time. Yeah, I'm sure people have seen LinkedIn and they've seen a hundred people apply for that job. So you need to make, people don't, people ain't going to be spending five minutes on your CV like you yeah. have. They're going to be scanning through, they're going to be looking to see one, two, two, Literally keywords. seconds. Seconds, exactly. You, you need to take the, keys, the keywords that are on the job description, you need to have that exact word in your CV. Mm-hmm. That's what you need to put um, for your work history. And um, even if you're, just say you're a graduate, like my cousin who graduated recently, he was going into accounting or mm. something. And then I just literally was like, find out what systems are in place or, you know, the, and go on YouTube and find out. Um, just go on YouTube or go and try and get some experience in that in that system and then put it on your CV. You're a beginner, mm. but you've got it on there because it will separate you. Not everyone is going to be doing things like that. Um, but work history it needs to be tidy it needs to be bullet points you can't be putting a paragraph you cannot put a paragraph of what you did for moments I write essays you can't it needs to be bullet points short and sweet you need to put the month that you started because if you say I worked from 2014 to 2015 that could be be from December to January so you need to put the month even if it was like three months or six months when you have gaps, just say you weren't working and you were working in um, Zara retail. You don't want to put that on your CV. It's got nothing to do, but you did it for a summer. You want to explain the gap and say, between this month to this month, I was working in retail. You don't have to put the details of how you were serving customers because it's not relevant. But you just still want to put it in to show, to show that you're covering the gap. But everything else that you're putting in, putting in needs to just be relevant bullet points very very clear same keywords as the job's description um with your roles and your responsibilities and then after that you want to talk about your brief your hobbies your interests volunteer work uh, yeah you do you have a hobby it might be twitter it might be fantasy football but you want to put in something that you do because even though um you think oh, it always it doesn't matter, but I actually like to read about people's hobbies and interests. So you can kind of gauge how they'll fit in the team or something. Yeah, like that. that's how you know, you know, would this person fit in the team? If it's a girl, like, you know, do you like the same things I like? Because you're gonna to have to work with these people. Yeah. So I find hobbies and interests really interesting. When people just write, um, I like reading and cooking, I'm like, you, you don't read. No, oh you gosh. don't read. She said you don't read. I might ask you what, what's what's the last book you read. Yeah. Tell me about it, and yeah. then what you're gonna say. You need to, you know, be honest about it. If it's PlayStation that you do, or you could just say, yeah, I like computing. I like spending time with family. Mm. That's how you put it. Okay. Okay. So should we go on to the interview? These things. Okay. Yeah. Um. From my um experience, yeah. I found I've been to quite a lot of interviews and know what the more interviews you go to, you kind of learn. Mm-hmm. I think one of the most important thing is to actually have confidence in what you say. Yeah. Have confidence. You shouldn't be nervous. It's hard not to be nervous, especially like when you've been grafting to get a job, you finally get your first interview mm-hmm. or whatnot. And, and so, you want it so bad. <laughs> you, want it, you want it so bad because you need yeah, to pay that bill. Yeah. yeah, but and then also sometimes companies may have you like in like a big you're in this big boardroom, yeah, this big table. 
you've got these three old people sitting there looking at you at like some Dragon's Den panel. <laughs> I think panels are better than one-to-ones because on a one-to-one interview I could literally rip you I could ask you so many questions so fast and you'll just be shivering and sweating but at a panel I'd have to behave because I'd have someone else there I remember one time I went for like this um, asset management job yeah, mm-hmm. and this guy this is like they had me go through hella hoops so I passed four hoops so far and then this guy he he really tried to snake me he was asking me mad questions there's yeah. always one but the yeah. thing is yeah what he was pre- test, though, what, he, what, what he wasn't prepared for is that I actually knew most of the answers yeah. so he was and then I think that was getting him more and more frustrated yeah. so Matt was trying to find more questions but I was there I, I remember after the interview I, got, I called Ed I was like Ed I'm trying to, I'm trying to snake me because like, <laughs> he really thought that I was a brick but um but it kind of bode well for me because um, in the next stage, the person who was his superior was like, yeah, they said, that, oh, you got really a tough interview, but you managed to ask all the questions. But mm-hmm. like, I think like, don't swear because you're going to get, sometimes you may get a pagan interviewer and there's nothing you can really do about that. Well, sometimes you think they're being a pagan, but they're just testing you. No, it's someone like, being a pagan. The type of job. Yeah, yes. I had a sales job where it was recruitment, but you know, recruitment's a bit like sales. And the guy was like, this isn't right for you. Um, you know, if this is what you should go into this. And I was like, no, I know what's right for me. And this is right for me. That's why I'm here. Yeah. And I, I thought he was an idiot. I don't want to work for him. But they were like, yeah, he wants you. And I was like, no, I don't want him. Because <laughs> he's yeah. hard. And they were like, no, you know, he had to do that to kind of get you to push back mm. and if it's if it's if you if I've if it's a job like my job there's loads of targets and deadlines yeah. and if I'm questioning you in an interview mm. and you're kind of going into your shell I'm going to think no you're not you going to be able to do this job so you have to be able to be confident so the tips are like be on time be prepared know the company you're going to yeah, work for forget, forget that stage let's say your interview is 2pm St. Paul's yeah on that day and a day before, you need to be on journey planner if you're going to be taking public transport. <laughs> don't get caught slipping because people will tell me they're late. For, like you cannot be late for. If you're interview. late, you've already lost. Yeah, you're, you're, don't be. Don't get caught slipping, especially as an ethnic minority. You can't take. You can't come in at any more handicaps you already have. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like for me, I, I aim to be. Let's say you got the afternoon off or the morning off. I always aim. I set my time. So let's say I know the choice to be 50 minutes. Yeah. I would leave so I could get there an hour early. Yeah. And then I'd if I'm early, early you yeah. always get the reverse. I'd go early, sit in Starbucks then and I'd, just... Yeah, I like, yeah, what I usually do, I'll probably get there like an hour early. I'll chill at like Starbucks or Costa. I'll have a young hot chocolate, you know, relax. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> I'll, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll, then I'll go, I'll probably go to the actual building half an hour early. Let them know that my van's there early, you get me? So yeah. I yeah. think coming in, like making dope, you can't take any L's before you actually get into the building. Yeah. If you want to take L's, at least take L's into the interview. You can't be taking L's beforehand. It just sets you off yeah. the back If you're foot. late, especially you're running still get interviewed, but you probably won't get the mess, job. I think it will mess with your cycle. Yeah, because yeah, like, yeah. you'll be like, flustered. Exactly. You wouldn't be prepared. Yeah, no, be on time and definitely be on time. And like I said before, look up who you're interviewing. If they tell you. you. Mm-hmm. Sorry to cut you off there. So, for example, let's say somebody doesn't know the answer to a question. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the best way for them to phrase that they don't know, but in a way that still helps them move forward in the interview yeah. process? With all questions, yeah. make sure you take your time. Okay. So I would be like, hmm, I need to think about that. That was a good question. Because it's a conversation. And if you don't know, you can say, I actually don't know the answer. Yeah. Will you tell me? 
Oh, what? If they wouldn't, yeah, you tell me. Well, you tell me. Yeah, if well, if I don't, if they ask you something about skills or something that you, you know, or a system, actually, I don't know, I haven't used that system. However, I'm a really fast learner, yeah. so I would look forward you to working on that. You want to turn it around and make it positive. Yeah. yeah. What I what I used to do for interviews, I always used to come with a notepad. Mm-hmm. So when they're speaking, I write notes. Because at the end of the day, when you're going for a job, yeah, it's probably a lot more daunting to go for your first job. But after you've been working for a while, you realise that it's important that the job matches you as well because What's it's a transaction. Huh? It's, true. it's true though, man can't be coming to these jobs and I don't like it. So, yeah, so if I want to a job, I'm writing down notes. So if they tell me something about their culture and stuff like that, yeah. and let's say for example, like, even that interview I referenced, yeah, so he was asking me stuff about trades and all that type of stuff, how mm. they executed. And some stuff I didn't know. So when he told me, oh, I was like, oh, could you tell me? Mm. And he was telling me, like, he was explaining to me like on the level and I was writing yeah. it down because I was learning. I think that also shows that you're somebody that is willing to learn. Yeah, so I definitely. think like there's no shame in not knowing the answer. Yeah, but you want to at least you demo- it's not going to be hundred. Yeah, but at least want to at least demonstrate that you attempted to think about it. You tried to show a think pro- thought process, yeah. and then obviously came to the conclusion that boom, I don't know, I don't know the answer in it. But you don't want to give it off that impression. You're like, oh, you try to think. You're like, oh, can you give me the answer? And then I always say, take a pen and um, pen and pad to interview. It makes you seem seem more attentive. Even if you're not like me, I might be attentive, but I want to attend for the interview. That's so, a really good point. I've never done that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think that's a, that's the thing. And also, I think when you answer questions, one of the best bits of advice I've got, shout my boy Darren to that, because he went to like one one event for recruitment. I don't go to these things, so I have to source money for the people that do. <laughs> <laughs> so he went to one thing and said, yeah, like, they were saying, when you, for telephone interview, um, you'll get a lot of comp- competency-based questions. So that's like, um, explain the time you dealt with adversity or how would you, um, how do you handle your workload? Those type of questions, you meant to answer in a particular format. So he's, he said it's star, so that situation, so like the situation where it was, the task, action the right. action you, the action that you impl- um, implied, implied, or mm-hmm. employed, or what is it? Implement, implemented, sorry, oh, yeah. implied. Actually implemented. And the result. And the result. Okay. So if you ask some questions that structured format, it gives it gives um, a balance and also it shows that you're reflecting on your work experience or your personal experience. Yeah, you so, have to use examples. So if yeah. I say, you know, show me a time when you dealt with customer service, you need to be like, when I worked at, etc., or while at church or in yeah. Tesco or yeah. whatever the situation yeah, I, 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 I was, try to you need to paint it. the yeah. picture so I can just be like, okay, this is what happened, this is what I did, and whether the result was good or works in your favour or not, mm. this is what happened. Yeah. And when you do online applications, that is what they're expecting. We're expecting to see an example mm. of when you dealt with it. It's just like school, like, you can't, can't be coming here to write essays. Yeah. yeah, I think this and you have no evidence. Like, you know, get the marks, you get me? So yeah. they want to see evidence that your work... Um, you have the actual ability and experience to undertake the job because at the end of the day, somebody's going to give you money. That's how you get sure scored. So yeah. those competency yeah, questions, we score you based on your answer. So if you've used the star technique, then you'd get five. If you only if you missed up this, you'd get three. And that's how sometimes because every I could interview ten people and eight of them are really really good and two of them are crap. So the two of them go, how do I decide if I only got one vacancy? Mm. So that's how we score you. So the competency. It's important and loads of companies use it, especially yeah. when you're interviewing, you're meeting with someone from HR, as opposed to a line manager. A line manager is just a conversation. Yeah. Are you a nice person? HR You've got experience, fine. But HR will be like, mm, are you competent? You know, yeah, I, I can see that. What's your sickness like? The, What's all the other stuff? You can see like? the pagan papers where they're just writing down stuff like that. I'll be so. like, hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> I think also in, in interview, dress appropriately. 
like yes. I feel like dress appropriately. Like I dress see, appropriately. Like I see some people come to interviews and they'll be having like the big night bomber jackets with just a shirt underneath. Like I, I can't yeah, believe you actually have to say this. What world do people? Do no, people do. No, but you got you got to understand that some people, yeah. If you're if you're like your parents have never been in that. I used to be, I used to think that, but like. Yeah. If your parents are in that situation, people around you know in that situation. Even you if you're wearing there. a bomber jacket, take off your jacket yeah, when you, you enter the, the building. building yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hold your jacket. Okay, if you're walking. snowing outside. When you enter that building and you remember you see concierge or reception, take off your jacket. Class. And girls, if you're changing your shoes, do it in the toilet exactly. or don't do it in the reception. Because yeah. the receptionist will tell me and I'll be like, uh <laughs> you know? You gotta change your shoes before you get in the building. Even if yeah. they hurt. Do it around the corner. Do it around the corner. And for the guys, if you, <laughs> if you can and it fits in your barber, obviously you wouldn't plan your barber around the time, but obviously I know if you had a trim on Sunday and then, and then things are Wednesday, that's a bit mad, I don't get two trims of the week. But always try to look presentable. Yeah. I, I remember when I first started going for jobs, I used to always shave my beard. Yeah. But then I realised that beards are in now, so you don't have to shave it too. But at least make it look, you don't want to come out and look at Al Qaeda, like make it yeah. like clean, clean and cut. I feel like always, always wear a shirt. Try if you've got a blazer, wear a blazer. Just even tie, even tie. When you work, you can take off the tie. Like, I, I haven't worn a tie. I can't remember, I don't remember when I must have wore a blazer to work. But come interview time, you just want to look as presentable as possible because... Yeah, once first, you're in, you'll dress how other people, people dress, dress. But yeah. for your interview, you want to look first, smart. You want to make an effort. First impressions are very, very key. Especially in an interview, it's very unlikely to interview one candidate. So the mar- the margins are so key. So you, can't, you don't want to lack in any apartment. You want to be presented right. You want to come across right. You want to be earlier than everybody else. You want to execute in your interview, so... Yeah, you want to moisturise your hands. You want to <laughs> shake no dry hands. You want to smell good. What, what, one L I took in the interview, yeah, is that... I think it's because I wasn't really... There's a period where I went for, like, four interviews in one week, yeah. And this one, I was not the ones, your backup ones, apparently. Yeah. I wasn't really on it. And secretly, I had football afterwards. I was, but I was more important for oh the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, so, like, yeah, so, yeah, apparently. So, I was in an interview, and, and I even forgot that I didn't get rid of my gum. So that was one of the feedback I got. They're like, you killed the interview, but they just they said they just didn't like that you're chewing up. Yeah, because I think like, that's oh. a bit disrespectful. Yeah, it's disrespectful. I'm not thinking about it. Pity, just slide my job, get me. But <laughs> I should have been chewing gum. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm a six foot four Nigerian boy. Like I can't be taking. I can't be messing taking up. Taking any else. Yeah, I can't be messing up. So that's a very important thing. Yeah, definitely be presentable. Be confident. Be on time. Or even um, even um, see research yeah, for interviews. Yeah. Mm. I want people not to move like a basic. So when I say you don't move like a basic, I mean like everybody's gonna go on the website, they're gonna click about us, they're gonna say, Yeah, I know your values. You wanna know your values, you wanna know, especially from the finance, you wanna know who the CEO is, you wanna know how they did last year in terms of revenue. You might wanna know share price in case a pagan opts you what the share price is today. Mm. So just type in share price, let's say Lloyd's, mm. before you get in, mm-hmm. just, just in case you have yeah. any other. Because when we ask you why do you wanna work for us, you need to be telling me about what the values of my company is, how that fits in with you. And how you would fit into the company. But, but also, I think what makes you stand out is if you actually do further research. So yeah. if, if it's via recruiter, ask them, if they've placed somebody there, ask them to ask, let's say, one of their candidates what, what happens there. So for example, like, or go or just type in, let's say it's Lloyd's. You type in Lloyd's on Google, click on news and go see yes, what's, what's going on. I literally do that all the time. Yeah. yeah. So go find something out about the company that's yeah. different. So for example, when I went to, I once interviewed for this um, asset management company, um, I was just I was just researching, yeah, because I think with this one I researched proper hard because where I was, yeah, was so dead, yeah. I was like, I need to get out of here by five by four, so I'm gonna take it mm-hmm. So I managed to stumble across their um their year before um 
report. Report. So that's the one they give to all the shareholders, not shareholders, to all their all the partners and stuff. So it's like a long PDF, like 30, 40 pages. I read through all the PDF, I saw, looked at all their figures in the door. So when I came to the interview, I was talking about it, they looked at me like, rah! Or if it's like, let's say your industry, I don't know, is um, recruitment. Like, even just type in recruitment on Bloomberg or something like that and then see what's happening in the industry. So if you can relate that type of information, it makes you come across as somebody who's more serious, yeah. more thoughtful and actually has a genuine interest in that actual job role. Yeah, so values, the values and the goals of the company need to relate that when they ask you, mm. why do you want to work here? Where do you see yourself in the next five years? Then you can say, well, I can see where you guys are. You're moving here, you're you're developing this system or you're doing this or you're opening this branch. That's something I'd be interested in. Mm. They've got international offices. You can say I've looked into that um, and that's something I'm interested in. Um, and just those kind of questions, you just want to relay it back to your research to kind of show I know about you. I researched and I'm very serious. And I think also on the more personal side, quite a lot of um, managers I've spoken to, they also select people on team fit. So if you have a sort of personality, I know it's going to be difficult, but try you want to try and make it show in a professional manner. So if you're someone who's quite, like me, I'm somebody I like to crack jokes. So I'll crack like a little joke here and there. Mm-hmm. Or if they bring up, like, let's say I'm being interviewed by guys and they talk about football. And say I support Arsenal, I'll be like, mm. I'll just make deal. Yeah. Do, 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 you want to be, you want to still be plus, you want to come in like some robot. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's like, the word. Yeah, you're not going to be like, yo, right, yeah, man bangs work, man will work yeah. till 7, 9 pm. Because <laughs> most people, I'm just like, just calm down. Yeah. You want to show that you're human. Yeah. yeah, if you get asked something like, okay, it's quite, there's a lot of pressure here, how do you deal with pressure? Um, I got asked that in my current job. They said, you know, we've got deadlines twice a year that are very very tough and um as a manager how would you deal with motivating your team and i just said i'd bring in donuts and i'd bring in i'd say i'd order pizza obviously not with my own money but i'd order and then they laughed and they were like you know that's what we do that's how it is here so i didn't really know the culture of the team but i kind of just showed them my own personality in terms of how i deal with pressure you could i could also say oh you know i just make sure that um i'm gonna be working till eight o'clock and i'm gonna be tough but then because you need to kind of gauge the people you're talking to and especially this is like your first rodeo it's like your first interviews you're not going to be able to clock and read off body language straight away because it's an acquired skill yeah. the more interviews you go to the more but like if you unless if you have these tips you could be a bit better you don't want to be personable you want to um, show like a bit of your personality you want to show your interest in how it relates to work so for example if, you, if you're somebody who plays sport I always mention that I love sports and I think it, it helps me with work because I'm like yeah because I play with various teams with various people from different backgrounds, you kind of learn how to communicate with different people because you realize that certain people like to be talked to this manner, mm-hmm. certain people like to be reprimanded in this manner, and that's helpful for building quick. Definitely mirror the interviewer. So if I'm speaking to you and I'm speaking in a really good professional, you need to mirror that. Mm. You can't be laid back and be like, yeah, what you like, what way? Like, no, no, mm. you need to mirror me. But if I am a bit laid back and I'm and we're talking. Um, about football and I'm just like yeah Arsenal Wenger's a pagan and it's like yeah you know the conversations flow and mirror it so that way you know that way that that builds up your confidence in itself because your interview a good interview is just a conversation yeah. it's just a conversation it'll be free flowing um, and one thing that 
people don't do, which I find weird, is they don't ask questions. So at the end, if I say to you, do you have any questions for me? And you're like, no, everything's fine. I have like, I ask the not? same questions because I was like, cause I don't like, I don't ask questions because I really don't care. Like, man just wants the money, you get me? So that's why man's here. But obviously, yeah, you can't, <laughs> but you can't. <laughs> but you need to know yeah, if yeah, this job you. is right for you. Yeah, yeah so I ask, I ask you questions. Ask, like, what's the culture like at Yeah, work? what's it like? Yeah, so how like, Are there any other single parents in yeah. the team? Yeah, have a database of questions. So, for example, Bolo mentioned what's the culture of the company. Like, a question I like to ask is, what made you decide to come here and how long you've been here for? Yeah. So then they'll be like, oh, yeah, I've been here. I used to be out here. Da, 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 da. Yeah, like, that's I'm, good because people love to talk about themselves. themselves. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the number one question you need to ask is, what's the reason for this vacancy? You might find out then, actually, the person's just gone on maternity leave or it's a job share and you know, or this job is actually only going to be for six months didn't yeah. the recruiter tell you oh you know no you didn't know yeah. so you need to ask what's the reason for this vacancy and then that's when you when, can kind when, of when, gauge when, when, how when, the job's going to be and also ask when am I, when am I like to hear back or I like to ask because I'm impatient oh what's so what's the rest of the job process and they'll be like oh it might be we're looking to get back to you next week it might be two straight interviews right, that's how you can end well they would initially they should really end the interview by saying okay we don't have any more questions that's great yeah. we'll let yeah, you that's, know that's, that's and that's then you can say when or what yeah. is there anything else because sometimes you might find out we're going to invite you back and now you need to meet with the director or now you need to go and have this test etc so you want to make sure you yeah. find out if this is the final process I want to know it's the final process today yeah, yeah so I'm that but <laughs> Got to punish them. Anyway, um, um, okay. So in terms of like the other stages of jobs, so you've got like the psychometric tests, yeah. stuff like that. The psychometric tests you usually would have before you meet with the hiring manager yeah. because it's just another way to kind of shortlist. It'll if I've got out. 60 people and I've got two vacancies and they're all really good, I need to shortlist. So with psychometric tests, all we're really doing is asking you the same questions in different types of ways. So you just got to make sure your answers are consistent. That is all it is. Mm. All your answers have to be consistent. So if you, um, if I asked you, would you feel comfortable selling to your friends and family? And then in another question, I will say um, the same question, but just in a different way. Mm. Your answer just has to be consistent and that way you'll pass the test. Yeah. If you just keep changing your answers, then you're just not consistent. You wouldn't pass. Not every company uses it, but when I worked in finance, we used it a lot because we had thousands of applications. Yeah. So, so it was just the way. So would you say it's important to be like true to yourself when you're actually doing it? Yeah, you need to remember you your really, answers yeah, as well. That way you're not lying. You're just yeah. Don't lie. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just uh, just you just have to be consistent. Um, it has to be timely as well. You might get a maths and English question um, test as well. Sometimes you get the math test. Really and truly, like if you know some reason math wizard, give them your password. You don't know. Let them bang. Cause I used to do my friend once. <laughs> Mina just my... gave us a look. I was like, that is so friend. bad. Yeah. But Sometimes sorry, you might have a one to one though. I mean, yeah, then we'll get one back. Yeah, one back. Exactly. So, how did you work out this formula? Explain it to me. Okay, then I'll, I'll do yeah. it. Don't lie, don't cheat. Just say what is. What's the percentage of that happening? It because, depends. Because if my okay, let's say for example, if you didn't get your math boy to do or your math female friend to bang a test for you and you went to do the and failed, yeah, you're not even getting to that stage. That's true. So, so listen, you need to play the numbers game. If you don't get the math guy to or math babe to do yeah. the thing, you have a 0% chance 
of success. Yeah. If you don't, sorry, man, I know you're hiring, but the game's the game. The streets are cold out here. The game's the game. It's just London, beach. It's just a jungle, fam. Like, if anyone my- wants to put some money in my PayPal and <laughs> um, do the math test Listen. for you, we can talk. <laughs> yeah, man, just take me, just take me, just grab me one steak or mac and cheese. <laughs> and go. It's such, it's a nice. it's such a cheap buy. I know. Uh, just for food. Just yeah. food. Yeah. Give me one cheese. Yeah, the psychometric tests. I mean, they're just advice. repetitive. They're just repetitive. It's just a practicing game. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a practicing game. Like, um, the non-verbal reasoning... No, the verbal reason was I find them quite easy. Like, it's just... It's just... With those ones, it's just having patience, reading through, highlighting the keywords, and you, you want to be prompt, but you don't want to rush the team. Yeah. Because one time I was hella chilled, and I was like, right, like, it's three minutes left, I've got ten questions to answer, so I might as well do the A-A-A-B-B-B. But when you have the test as well, sometimes I say, don't... So for my job, I had to do a test about, you know, if you were in this situation, what would you do? Those are the tests you're going to get. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't do what I would do as yeah. me not. I did what is the right thing yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. That's what you need to be putting Oh, yeah, in. like you get into the mindset. Get in the mindset if, if of the... you got the job. Yeah. yeah, what would you do? Exactly. Exactly. How would you approach this person? How would you... I did, I did that one time I was applying for Barclays and, um, and they effed me up because Barclays is quite good. They send you like a feedback. Yeah. So, and like, so it's like, they like have that bars of five. So I, was, so I did non-verbal reason five. Mm. Mass five. They said um, the test, Barclays values, I had like one bar out of five. So I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking, right, I'm not even trying to hide the fact that man's a pagan, but it still came through, man. But the thing is, even when I interview, it's like, the interview is the only time I can decide. It's, it's hard, because as an interviewer, it's hard. Because you're going to be in my team, you're going to be working with us, you might be a problem. Mm. So at interviews, the only time I'm going to be able to try and speak to you, to try and gauge, does this person have an attitude or not? Mm. And... As we mentioned in like the first podcast we did when we spoke about microaggressions, being from an ethnic minority, people are just going to assume you got an issue or you're mm. aggressive, etc. So at interview, you really do need to come across as a good team member. Mm. Um, you, it's, it, it doesn't really matter about, it depends on where you work, it doesn't really matter about your hair, it's more about your personality. Yeah. You really want to get that across. You want to be happy, you want to be positive. If I ask you, how's your job search been going? Like, how is it? Have you had loads of interviews, etc.? Most times I never ask you a double question, I only ask you one. So that's your chance to say, you know, it's been okay, it's yeah. been um, a journey for me, um, it's made me realise how much I want a job. Yeah. It's made me appreciate the job that I will get into, but I'm focused. You just keep your answers short, um, positive, and then zip it, and then we just move on. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd be there for ages. Yeah, definitely. You want to show as well that you're concise. You want to show that you're not someone who you know runs around the park three times before you get to the centre. Mm-hmm. You want to show that you do maybe... Not even a cheeky lap, you just walk directly there and say, yeah, this X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And, and um, the other questions you need to be asked, like when we mentioned about culture, some people don't really understand what it is when we say work culture. It's simply who's in the team, the type of people in the team, how they work together. And how they communicate. How they communicate, um, how they get along. So right now I have a really, really good team. I'd never, ever, ever tell them but they are really good. <laughs> if I need them to stay behind, I wouldn't tell them because then they're just... complacent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I, love no, it. I love them, but I wouldn't tell them. <laughs> so um, if we need to stay behind because we've got 
everybody would just do it yeah. you know um, <laughs> but we all work together we all if everyone's Can't if people are talking at their desk it doesn't bother me as long as work is getting done that's, good. that's our culture it's the difference between um, they say a manager and a leader yeah mm. yeah so as long as they don't stress me I won't stress them as long as yeah. the work gets done we're all good Christmas times we all decide yeah we're going out here yeah. we're not close close like they follow each other on Facebook I don't do that but we're not close close but we can all sit down have a bit of banter and then get straight into work mm. so you want to kind of find out what's the culture like you know um, maybe you want to know the ages or different backgrounds where I am now not ev- a lot of us went to uni but not everybody went to uni and it's not like oh you know we're uni people or we're this and that it doesn't really work like that Yeah. so you do kind of want to find that out because you want to make sure you can fit in I had an interview before and they were like yeah I mean, we usually stay up until about eight and then we go off to the pub. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way because I wouldn't go to the pub with you and I would not be staying eight anywhere. Eight, yeah. I'm in my bed. Eight, care. eight I'm, <laughs> I'm in my bathroom, you know? <laughs> so. Imagine writing Stuart <laughs> You want to find out because, yeah, you want the job, but you need to be happy. You don't want to get into another job just for the sake of it and then you're there for two months you don't pass probation and then you've got another big gap on your CV mm-hmm. oh, okay. but young grads listen you've got that job fam because the streets are cold then you after like a restart the streets are not cold there's more jobs than candidates yeah but you can go experience SP. then you need to apply for the right job how do you know the right job if you're a graduate we went through this at the first one. Oh yeah true so there's a the million gra- there's more graduate jobs than there are high level jobs high level yeah there is yeah there is so, yeah. so you can definitely find your way but um look up the people on in, um, linkedin you can find out where they went to you uni think, think or LinkedIn, grab a linkedin get I, a I'm linkedin i'm trying to think yeah. of like the best ways uh, oh it, and I, glass door for interview tips because if i had an interview at um santander a lot of people would go on glass door and I talk about that. what they were asked and they get you get what the arts um you get what they have been asked you get the style of the interview and all yeah. that type of stuff is very, very good. So Yeah, it is good. So Glassdoor is a really good resource. Like, okay, let's see on social media. Obviously, the, obviously I'm, I'm sure some people don't want to bait up what they're on, but if you want another person doesn't, you don't mind like, discussing that, yeah, but put on social media, like, oh, I'm going for an interview at, a, at this bank. Has, any, has anyone inter- interviews at any banks or any law firms? You, might, you, might, you don't need to get that specific. And you, you may not know that somebody on your on your timeline or somebody else's timeline via retweet might be willing to help you. Or even just like cold, some people, some of my brothers, they've been cold, de- um, they'll just DM, message somebody cold like they've never met before. Let's say they were planned for somewhere, I don't know, um, CBRE, um, in um, real estate, and they'll just, just type something in, and somebody did that look off on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. they send an email like, oh, I'm applying. And if I was a person, and some young kid emailed me asking me for tips on jobs. I'll give it to them. Yeah, I would always. Especially if your approach was proper and nice and polite and friendly. Yeah. More often than not, you might get a good response. Um, and also, one quick interview tip is like when you when it asks you why do you want to be here or have the job. What I used to do is I used to look to LinkedIn. So let's say I was going for a job where you work, and I found you on um, LinkedIn. I'd be like, oh yes, because um, for example, I, I was looking on LinkedIn as I was doing my research, and I saw that. You've been at a company for five years, and I've seen that you're, you came in as at this level, and now you're at this level. To me, that shows that this company is very big on internal um, progression, very very big on internal internal development mm. of it, of its um, of its staff, 
And that's what I'm interested in. One thing I'd say about that is you need to be careful. You don't really want to connect to someone who might actually already be working there because that person might be a problem. So let's just say... Um, no, Bola, it's just, I'm just I know, I know what you mean though. But what I'm saying is, just say um, I was interviewing Bola and she was like, "Oh, I know of Io who's been working here for ages," and I'm thinking, "Io's the pagan we're trying to get rid of." No, no, no. I mean, I mean the interviewer. They should look at the interview. When, when, when you bring okay. up the interview, so like let's say, so let's say you're interviewing me. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I've seen your LinkedIn. I was doing my yeah. research and I've seen that you've been a company for five years and you've progressed yeah. from associate to let's say to your direct level, director level, for example." To me, that has that's a clear indication that the company values its staff and willing to provide. The yeah, term that's a good that's a good compliment. And um, the why do you want to work here? It's always about values, and you can always mention the benefits. Like I looked in the benefits, you got a good package. You offer this, you offer that. I mean, that's exactly what I want. Yeah. Okay. We look. Yeah. Madam. And then when you Madame end. Do you have no, I've just really enjoyed listening and getting some tips. Because I guess sometimes you think you know everything when you're actually getting jobs. Mm. But it's I'm someone who gets jobs quite easily. But mm. obviously, should I say maybe for like the twenty percent that doesn't really go well in terms of actually getting the job, I always wonder what why. Is, uh, so yeah, yeah, this is this has been really insightful to like understand that and actually to ask more questions. That's one of the things I struggle with. Yeah, interviews. you should definitely ask more questions. Yeah, that's like my default question. Even though I don't want to ask more questions, I just want to go home. But. You shouldn't always worry as well about time because I've been in an interview for like an hour plus and didn't get it. in no I always get it. Cheese! I I like, it wasn't right. But where I'm working now, my interview was twenty minutes. My interview was at ten and I was at the station at ten twenty. And they called me that day to give me the job. Yeah. So one thing is well, always let them know that you have other interviews. Yeah. You know, but so if you know this is if you know this is the job you want, then you'll say, you know, I do have other interviews scheduled for this week. However, this is definitely my number one job that I'm looking for. So hopefully, I hear from you soon. That will kind of gauge because what a, um, an interviewer, a hiring manager doesn't want to happen is I don't want to meet you. You're great. I love you, and then you. I don't want you to go to your other interviews. Basically, I want to be able to offer you and then start negotiating your offer straight away um briefly we spoke about raises and you know when you're at an interview you talk about pay if you are applying directly you can always confirm that interview the salary mm-hmm. they should be able to do that with you if you're working with a recruiter i wouldn't mention salary because yeah. it's a recruiter's best interest to get you the highest amount that's how they get more commission anyway so if you're working with a recruiter who told you this job pays um 55k don't go to the interview and say, yeah, it's 45, right? Or, you know, it's 50 because you could have potentially got more. But if they confirm with you, yeah, it's 45, are you happy with that? Um, and you went through a recruiter, I would be like, um, I think I was told differently, but I'm going to double check with the recruiter and get back to you. Yeah, okay, so do you have anything else to add? Um, just be happy. <laughs> what be happy don't be miserable because your personality is the most important thing you may not have the experience you may not have the education well, if you but if you can show that you're willing to learn you're willing to put in the good work and you're a nice person you can get the job Facts. anyone can be trained um, and anybody with any workplace dilemmas yes I think it will be good if people if you do have a dilemma at work whether it's um, aggression at work, your manager, or you want to get a promotion, 
then contact you? Yeah, um, you, the email is hello at dysonomics.com or you could just tweet me um, um, at dysonomics or Mina at Mina D tweets. So if wherever you listen to this podcast, it, there will be like a description and uh, details will be there in case you want to know how to spell it. And Madame, if you could plug refined currency for people so they can get that that knowledge get their money right hi i'm so i didn't actually introduce myself because i wasn't in it at the beginning but um i run refined currency so you can find us on twitter or facebook that's refined as in refined sugar and currency as in money (laughs) so refinedcurrency.co.uk have a look on the website and we also have a podcast soundcloud.com forward slash refined currency well that the uh, refined currency is also on itunes as well so you can search them and give them a review They've got a very good podcast on the credit cards. I've listened to that. I was like, right, I don't know all of yeah, this stuff. Yeah, so many people got credit cards after that. Well, yeah, I remember I'm, I'm deciding I need, I want the Amex one just so I know the British Airways one. Just, just like so you can fly. It's like a fly. Yeah. <laughs> I love the refined currency branch that we went to earlier this year. And that's when I started doing online investments and making the moolah. Yeah. <laughs> so don't ask me why I've got my Gucci bag. It's my <laughs> online investment. <laughs> Also, uh, also, when I hear people say that, I think, damn, I've got to make a new investment. You're not even I'm telling you. Um, also, um, another podcast I liked that you guys did was um, discussing money with your partner. So that's a very good one. So I think you do guys need to listen to a podcast. I'll post a link to And also, you have, you, have, you have your own personal development one that you didn't plug. So. I don't, yeah, I don't. Okay. <laughs> Just plug it. Oh, my gosh. I actually can't remember what the URL is. I can't remember what... Don't worry, it'll be, it'll be underneath. Like, yeah, you so, um, yeah, I do a lot of stuff. If you follow any of my work, just keep November 4 free. Something big is coming. It's coming. Amen, amen, amen. Anyway, thank you but for yeah, listening. But yeah, send us your dilemmas. We want to know what's happening. Don't your life. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> you know what? This is the last time I'm coming on this podcast until I get a check. Jeez. Because the knowledge is not... I'm letting it flow for free. You know, don't disgrace yourself. Because when you're back on the stage again, people that ask you did get a check and I've been telling them, listen, she got no check. (laughs) Nah, I think people... I think we've had good feedback so far from the three podcasts we've done. And it's good because people have been getting played but so we're helping three or three is it three? Oh, three i heard three oh isn't this the third this will be the third yeah 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 so um it'll be good to know the dilemmas that people are going through so that we can help as much as we can yes 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 and i can pay me i don't know about them saying it's their fan but i'll to come pay you because i come for me but yeah so please um Follow on SoundCloud so when a new podcast comes, even if you get it, just comes straight to you. And especially on um, for the Apple device users on what's it called, Apple Podcasts. So that's the purple app on your phone. Please give a young review if you just want to type good citizen GD. Give me young fans. Tighten up, flip this money, then we stack so, it up. Burning bridges, niggas, I can up. She on my body like I'm tied up. I ain't seen nobody bad as hard. I ain't seen nobody bad as hard. I'ma get this money, I'ma grab it up. I've been stacking, I've been stacking, just wait till I pattern up. Tighten up, flip this money, then we stack it up. Burning bridges, niggas, I can up. She on my body like I'm tied up. I ain't seen nobody bad as hard. I ain't seen nobody bad as hard. I'ma get this money, I'ma grab it up. I've been stacking up. Sports Social Podcast Network.